0: So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what
1: is
2: it? The Red Wolf Podcast!
0: Series 5. So, what is it? Red Wolf Podcast. That's right, we're back with Series 5. I always get very excited at the start of a series, and I can tell by the glowing little faces I've got in front of me on my computer screen that some of the people here are also excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yay! Matty, Matty, Series 5, you're doing well. You're getting through this thing.
2: I am, actually. Do you know I was actually just thinking about it. I was thinking, God, how many episodes do I actually watch now? But yeah, no, I'm getting through it now. 25. 25 episodes that's a lot of episodes
0: yeah it's getting on and there's been quite a few good ones um would you say matty this joins the ranks of good ones i mean yes is the answer obviously <laughs> but you know any any further thoughts on that initially
2: um this was it, this, this was just a very good episode i i enjoyed it it was <laughs> it was there wasn't like in the, so in the last few series, there's been like a big step up I found each time. There's a very visible big step up. This episode, mm. I didn't feel like there was a massive step up. It kind of felt more like a continuation of the last episode. Um, nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, so it was like kind of just more as we were type of thing more than anything else.
0: Yeah, I think when we were chatting mid-series last time, we were sort of saying it's sort right, like it's, it's groove. It's bedded in, isn't it? It's, it knows where it's sort of is and things hmm. that it's doing and i've got a little section later on of things that maybe are recurring now we've talked about this quite a bit over the course of things but there are definitely a few things in this episode which start to fall into that category of oh we've had that before and it's now something they're doing were you getting that vibe dan
3: yeah there were certainly and we'll come to them there's a few callbacks a few things that are beginning to, to to creep in now we're hearing them across series they might be Sort of recurring themes I thought yeah this wasn't a radical sort of step up but there you know there, there were a few special effects that were swisher and smoother than than they would have been in in years gone past even series four I'd say the travel of the hollow ship the the holograms of zooming in through the windscreen and and then coming in materializing I thought that was a pretty good effect um but no I just they're in their stride aren't they you know list yeah, of yeah. I thought this week had you know was just
0: loving it it felt fairly populated as well and uh, although we've yeah. just had meltdown at the end of series four um Great a, episode. Lot seemed, a lot of those a lot of those seem to be bodies there rather than parts if you know what i mean there seem to be more I and mean, they're not loads and loads but obviously we had uh jane horrocks in there we had don warranting in there we had the guy you played the captain and, the, and a couple of other crew members there, there seemed to be a few more actors in a way than there's been for quite a while maybe, maybe i'm misremembering but to me it felt like a, a larger cast more money spent in it matt i think didn't you
1: yeah i think so too um it was it was lovely to see jane horrocks in her just just pre ab fab fame um absolutely fabulous because obviously that would have started later on that year 1992 yeah, same year, wasn't it? Yeah. and yeah it was yeah but it was it was and uh, I liked uh, liked Don Warrington's cameo, but the episode on the whole, like to use the the same from another comedy show, which in this case would be Kath and Kim, it was nice, it was different, it was unusual. It was a di- very different concept for the for an episode, and that's what I love about Red Dwarf. It kind as a show, it keeps you guessing. You never really know. What's going to happen next? Yes, there have been things that reoccurred. Yes, there have been things that are possibly slightly formulaic, running around at the end, being chased by some sort of monster, and then it, it, it exploding in some way or another. But that's great <laughs> because it's never exactly the same, and you don't get bogged down with overuses of, of catchphrases and themes and, and stuff. You know. So,
0: I mean, if not, good monster, on your red sorry, dwarf. Not- yeah, if not monsters, it, it could be Gandhi, obviously blowing up. So, but there were no explosions this <laughs> this time round. Yeah, because we have had monsters of the weekend, and to be fair, it, it, there are more of those coming up, which is great. But it's good to have these different ones in there as well, like we had meltdown last time and this one. So let's um, let's do the thing. Let's do the thing now. Oh, I'm going to roll my random dice here to see who gets to go first. <laughs> I want one thing gentlemen one thing <laughs> um as a new series i'm going to give you a fresh chance matt i'm gonna let you go first with one item that you really enjoyed <laughs>
1: yeah that's fine <laughs> that's fine i'm gonna skip skip right to the end i think there are better things than this but i just wanted to say this one uh, Rimmer's leaving speech <laughs> uh, i know i haven't been the easiest i just want
3: to say that over the years I have come to regard you as people I met. <laughs> Tick t- uh, t- t- uh, that yeah.
0: one off my list of three ahead. But... Yeah. <laughs> right. that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. can I just say how
1: fabulous that R- R- Rimmer is in the in this episode. I just but we will come back to that. We will say well, that.
3: We were mm-hmm. definitely going to mention that. <laughs> I I think my favorite my favorite scene was the post-coital scene with Rimmer, but my favorite line i just thought it was just a brilliant brilliant phrase was you make love like a japanese meal <laughs> small portions but so many courses and i,
0: <laughs> That's I know. yeah no, now rebecca's still on this journey with me she's really enjoying the show now i'm pleased to say i think that was her favorite line i didn't ask her but there was definitely laughs there when that came Matty, um, I'm going to guess that you've got one from the same scene I don't know, I could be wrong What what, what are you going to go for? Go on, Um, jump right in
2: Yeah, I think you know that I'm going to have one from the same scene And it's one (laughs) word, and that word is Geronimo
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely brilliant Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant We usually talk
2: I'm sorry, I must have seemed
3: very ignorant I hardly said anything apart from Geronimo
0: okay then well i will i'm gonna attempt this i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it and attempt it mine's gonna be the right a polydry dodeca wee hedron a hexasexa hedger adicon, a die by dole he deca dodron or something <laughs> <laughs>
3: couldn't be bothered to write that down the fact that he well, actually I'm wrote it down what do you reckon they took to get that right
0: I don't know. I mean, I have to say, when I was 16, I think when this came out, I did learn that. But that has gone from my memory. (laughs) I I knew Polydidex is (laughs) Dohedron. Wehedron. Yeah, so that's four great ones. Four great ones to kick off straight Mm. off the bat. Good fun episode. Wasn't Monster of the Week. What it did do was sort of use the same idea that we had starting off Series 4, didn't it? with Camille, start going with the film and the and the ending of a film. Mm. I don't know if you guys were thinking yeah. of that at the time, yeah. but that yeah. was sort of like, okay, Casablanca, we had Crichton and his love and, and the ending. This was quite similar, wasn't it, really?
1: Matt? In, in In some ways, yes, it was, but obviously, you know, picking up on what I said before, they might have a general sort of concept, but the actual undertaking of it is completely different and um yeah i just i just thought that 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 was that was a nice way to finish the finish the end at
0: at it bless i always found this quite i was a sappy teenager i think but i found this quite sad i mean we often talked about ramon's tragic thing this was a in that pool wasn't it but he was actually almost showing some nobility and yes they didn't let it go too far but there was that emotional connection there in this one I think for me um when I was younger I didn't maybe feel it quite so much now maybe I'm a bit a bit more cynical these days are you a cynic yet Matty?
2: I mean it's, it's probably rubbed off from speaking to you so much but um
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> rude <laughs> thanks to enlightenment evidence of primitive humour no i wouldn't say so i, I wouldn't say so at all not, not for me personally i did just i thought it was quite a sad scene really that one at the end Let's let's just say and we know this because i could say we have a little group chat and there was definitely one scene <laughs> that i just kind of <laughs> I couldn't help but think well that one hits home a bit <laughs>
0: in these times of lockdown we are all sad
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was just like when they said there what was it the 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 sad single people that don't live it, and I was just like, "All right, f- off."
1: Okay. <laughs> well, maybe that makes you a toss pot by Royal Apportment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yes, but with the end with be- with with the sad, you know, we won't be to, we won't be apart. We'll, um, we just won't be together. And yes, I will be honest. When I heard that, I thought, "Oh." And then he comes up with, I can't believe I've just said that, going back into default Rimmer toss-pop mode. Um, yes. But yeah, there I was, there, there was a, clearly an emotional connection between Nirvana Crane and Arnold Schmucko Rimmer.
0: You're going to win, Arnie. You're going to get your dream. I promise you. You know, yeah, I, d- um, I dare say this is the the most emotional connection we get with a lot of Red Dwarf. I, I think going back to series two, we had thanks for the memory, mm. and that was quite. I'm I'm struggling to find the word I want to say. This sort of um,
3: it laid Rimmer bare a little bit, didn't it? Mm. You actually got to see he got upset, not annoyed at something was... Rimmer had done, being a goit. Mm-hmm. He actually got a little bit upset because he had something that he held on to emotionally, not because he collects. Yeah. Hammond organs, but emotionally, and he was upset, and that provoked a reaction. I think, and it made it just... him—it made him emotionally vulnerable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's always interesting, um, as I tend to uh, be a few weeks not behind. We're just ahead in our recording. When I'm listening to the last episode that I've had to edit to put out, which was justice in this case, um, we were talking about his denial. Weren't we about his self-delusion about what people think of him, and we didn't go into that too much last time in Meltdown, even though that was there then, wasn't it? um And he really was sort of like, yeah, it's clear with the risk stuff in Meltdown that he's just not listening, he's just not getting it. Lister's actually saying it to uh-huh. his face, and he's still not getting it. And we sort of um, debated whether he did or didn't get it, or you know whether the delusion was real or whether it was just his covering up, but. That one seemed real. Here, it's the opposite. He's a failure in everyone's eyes. Anyone with eyes, he says, <laughs> he's a failure to. And he's recognising that he is. And he wants to climb that ladder, lickety-split, doesn't he? And get on that ship. So he's, So there's a slight slight character push forward here with Rimmer. Now, we're not going to get much further, I don't think. But there's definitely a, a swaying towards something different. So although you said about not so many changes, Matty, I think... I think this was slightly more mature in some ways, (laughs) brains in the anal region.
2: (laughs) There's there's definitely a new level of maturity to this episode, but for other reasons as well.
0: Maybe it's just all they're talking about genitals and sex, Um, I'm ignoring about the maturity side of things, but but you know what I mean, that that, that emotional side of things I think is a little bit more mature.
1: It's... it kind of put me in mind of the 90s film demolition man um i don't know if anyone has seen that where they're, it, with um, sylvester Stallone and, oh, sorry, and I... bullet. yeah well, that's right and and they don't have um intercourse they um you know but when she said about the there is no disease or pregnancy we only believe in constant guilt-free sex, and I think you should put that soundbite of her saying that in there.
0: I will put Um, plenty of soundbites of Jane Horrocks in.
1: Yes, okay.
0: That is why in our society, we only believe in sex. Constant, guilt-free sex.
1: It it reminded me of that. Um, You know, the sort of futuristic, possibly slightly dystopian kind of idea of, you know, but in this case the act of physical lovemaking has become sort of... It's, Recreational. You know, compulsory. Exercise. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. What is it, floor 3,125, 3, 3, the sports and sexual recreation floor? You know, I wonder if that's an idea that'll catch on with other companies.
2: Well, what do you do when you want to have sex?
0: Well, Will we go for runs. So I want to get something out of the way here. I, I, um, Dan, obviously we grew up watching this programme together, and this was the time we were really good friends by this point definitely weren't we and it's one we the series we watched a lot i think um but i don't think we ever talked about how we felt about jane horrocks did she give you the wibblies
3: i think we probably would have kept that to ourselves um because those were very personal feelings Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) you were doing something twice a day but you know
3: (laughs) um I'm, I'm i'm not sure i am I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I was guilt free about it as well, but um no, we'll try to clean this <laughs> up a little bit um adult content not necessarily immature i I thought she was amazing I thought she was absolutely amazing in this she really really was she was and yet yeah, most people. Would know would know her from Ab Fab, and obviously she's done loads and loads of other things as well. But a little up. voice
0: of and stuff like that,
3: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. at yeah. that time, I, I she wouldn't have been widely known. Known by some people, sure, but um oh, I just thought she was sublime in that role. Absolutely brilliant. Of, of all the people who've popped up, I mean, you know, bearing in mind, you know, they T- probably, talking of popping up, <laughs> they probably thought about casting Tony <laughs> Hawks, on. So I'm glad.
1: I'm glad they cast her, and she did very well. I can't see the emotional connection between Rimmer and Tony Hawk's. Well, can I, but it's the same sci-fi. kind of way?
3: You, you talked about having you know a, a bigger supporting cast, and I think the look of this episode compared to um, compared to Meltdown was the, there was more depth to it. I think there was you know the, you you knew with Meltdown you could see what was in front of the camera, but I didn't get a sense there was anything off screen, whereas there was a ship and you knew there was a ship and we even had characters pop up who didn't say anything there was, uh, you know, there was enough in there and the quality no offence to Tony Hawks, but the quality of the supporting cast, I think they just they sold their roles really, really well. And um, yes, yeah, so and I don't want to take us too far away from uh, from Rimmer. But Captain Air Cool Platini is one of the coolest names in the world. And I thought he was great.
0: Air cool, Hercule, wasn't it?
3: I thought it was Air Hercule, Hercule
0: Platini. Her, I, wish, I thought it was Her, would be...
3: Hercule Platini. I've written down Hercule the... Platini. Well, I thought it was cool regardless.
0: Captain Air cool Platini, IQ 212. <laughs> Randy uh, Navarro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow! Well, basically, name. Mr. River, it's a ship of superhumans. and he did did quite the ace rimmer sort of hair flick there
0: didn't he yeah he's great i always i loved him he's he's a great character great character but even as you say that the um the don Warrington cameo really um i don't know how matty how how aware of your don Warrington growing up probably the the three of us would have seen rising damp on our screens Mm -hmm. were you miss jones Jones. I i mean he's been in loads of stuff since hasn't he but
2: yeah, I know. Doctor Who. I know. I say I, say, I know. Him, I know. He's been in Doctor Who. I know him from Death in Paradise. Um, and some shows like that. Obviously, I don't know him from anything earlier than that. Obviously, I only know him from the fairly modern stuff, but even now, he's well known.
0: Mm, oh, yeah, definitely. So, but yep. that was good. I mean, I mean, even in, our, in our, our starting sort of great things, we didn't even mention that scene. Um, it's, uh, it's a great scene, isn't it, the Lister to Red Dwarf? I mean, I think you enjoyed that matter, didn't you? You played us little rap.
2: I did, yeah. The... Yeah, that was... That, 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 do you know what? That was a bit that actually um, made me laugh, was calling him a smegpot. Lister to Red Dwarf. We have in our midst a complete smeg pot. <laughs> Brains in the anal region. Chin absent, presumed missing. Genitalia, small and inoffensive. <laughs> Of no value or interest. And uh, was it talking <laughs> at his anal region? I thought, you know, that that was that that made me laugh. That was a funny scene. Yeah, it
0: was nicely done. I love
1: the fact of of Rimmer making his um, his um, packet of cigarettes into it, like a walkie-talkie. It's really clever and really sort of like.
0: Really I'm expecting thing. a fact. I'm expecting and, a fact. And, 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 in the and
2: moment. And- <laughs> Yes, exactly. I love the fact that you literally knew that there was a fat coming as soon as another. Well,
0: I, I, I'm, I'm sort of aware there's some and a fat there. Yes, and I can sort of see your face changing as well.
2: <laughs> Just love the fact that you can see me pick and go. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So actually, you will see. uh So we obviously has a cigarette hanging sticking out of his pocket. He actually sticks it. Yeah, he has a little cigarette poking out his bit he, um, he actually, towards the end of the scene Eats the cigarette, if you've seen that bit He eats a cigarette
0: Yeah, We, we, we watched it,
2: yes well, You did watch yeah. it, okay, cool um, yeah. So this was um, completely unscripted And accidental And uh, if you see the outtake There's an outtake show of that bit Where it literally shows them staying cut on that scene And him then immediately spitting your roll And literally saying, why the hell did I just do that
0: yeah, I mean, I think we have briefly mentioned it, but at the time, the smeg-ups, uh, as they were called, were, were a massive thing, and they'd released separate videos of the smeg-ups, of the outtakes, of which I, I dutifully paid my twelve ninety nine for a tape of them or something. Dan, did you get those? <laughs>
3: Uh, I didn't know. I probably came around to your house and watched them. Uh, yeah, sorry. likely. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Nowadays, they'd be on the uh, DVD or Blu-ray. They're actually. on the
0: DVD. I'm hoping we will have a little look at them together at some point. Once, once we can all gather in the same place, we can have a look at some of those together. Breathe.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're not apart. We're just not together.
0: That's true.
1: Wise oh, words. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it's a great, great sort of a spontaneous thing for Craig Charles to do. It sort of like really helped.
1: He was proper
3: else mm. in that, wasn't he? He was, you know.
1: Yeah, that's what, what? I was trying to, I was saying before. He was really, he was getting like really, really spiky and really pissed off. And I just thought, yeah, I actually wouldn't mind seeing him kind of whip out that hollow whip and <laughs> <laughs> turn that rude holograms derriere to burger mints. Uh, another one no. of my favourite bits.
0: Yes, well, I, and I was going to say about bits that maybe didn't work. Now, unusually, even for me here, unusually, I, I've struggled to actually sort of come up with some, something here. I know we've said this before, and we do this for the sake of it a little bit, although I don't think it is, because there's, there's always some things I think that we can say, hey, not quite right. There's not much in this, for me, that I was ever thinking, yeah, I don't like the way they did that. For me, the rimmer changing into the sort of oh my high IQ is, a, is a, a top quality moment. <laughs> um,
1: oh, but. it was just—it was just so good. Sorry, I, I, I know you yeah, want no, to, go finish, on. but yeah, just fine. Uh, yes, it was just the the little exhaling out of out of his nose, and you know there was just everything about it was just classic. Right, Kraten.
0: <laughs> just thinking.
1: Assuming, of course, we're not dealing with five-dimensional objects in a basically Euclidean geometric universe, and given the essential premise that all geomathematics is based on the hideously limiting notion that one plus one equals two, and not as Astermaier correctly
0: postulates that one and two are, in fact, the same thing observed from different precepts, <laughs> 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 the ecological shapes described by Sidis must therefore be a polydry doc a hexasexahedro a dibi Back to you. Yeah, no, no, I mean that is that is a classic moment. But but I, I always I love this episode, and I think it's because for me there's there's so little in it that doesn't work. There's not I, I couldn't really think of any jokes that I thought yeah didn't like that one or moments that they could have done better. That that's how I feel about it. I, I did the I, the one thing I could scrape together is that when his mind patch fails. And he has to run back to the ship that felt a slightly dead moment and there felt like there should have been some music to accompany it or something that was it <laughs> that was my complete
3: <laughs> consider well, that straw clutched at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um any I, other
0: I,
3: thoughts anyone are, are things i don't, I don't know
1: if i don't know if i necessarily i don't know if i necessarily agree with you i think i think it was done a little bit too quick but obviously, time constraints, you know, it's only between you know, 25, 26 minutes.
0: Because even that, um, I, I felt the that... story was just right. It was filled perfectly. Yeah, now, yeah, again, yeah, 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 the, yeah. One, the one we were just, I was just editing again, was Justice, where we had a long talk about the epilogue.
3: Confusion. You don't know What? You're what? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: always
3: funny when someone falls down a hole.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Like, it was know, funny. We, but... we're, trying to, we're trying to deconstruct layer upon layer of humour. He <laughs> fell down a hole. That's funny.
0: It was a little bit, to use a Matty phrase, a bit of a random, wasn't
2: it? it was, you know? thank, you, thank you. But it is basically what we do on this podcast is we are the equivalent of the people that someone tells a joke and we try to explain why it's funny. And that's what we essentially do. Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> that's... that's good. That's good. People love it.
3: Right. Matt, he fell down a hole.
2: Brilliant.
0: Yeah, but why was this hole there? It wasn't set up. It was just a random thing so, at the end.
2: So he could fall down it, so the others could say, "Thank God he shut up." But it wasn't <laughs> set
0: up. There was no reason for him to suddenly fall down this hole. This is what I mean. I, it was. It could have been. It could have been one of the scutters hadn't replaced the manhole cover properly. Yeah, but why? <laughs>
2: confusion, confusion, you do.
0: Um, and the sort of the the mute the simulant at the end and all that stuff, and we said, oh, you know, it's brilliant up to this point, and then it dragged, and then we had different views about the epilogue anyway. Um, but this one, I felt filled its walls nicely. It, it was yeah. right size completely.
1: I have a question, and I I I agree. I couldn't find anything that I could be particularly critical about. The only thing I didn't really understand was why they were on. Starbug at the start. Because they were,
0: because. Just, they were. It was their little cinema, wasn't it? I mean, they have got a cinema on Red Dwarf.
1: Yeah, so that's just totally kind of on that. Quite honestly, they've got a cinema on Red Dwarf. Why were they on Starbug? But, it, and it wasn't really r- alluded to. It's not uh, important, really, in the grand scheme of things. They just were. Yeah. They were. They, they might have been coming coming back from somewhere. I don't. They, know. they were yeah, on. Yeah.
2: The, they were on their way back from scavenging, scavenging a ship, weren't they? because that's what they say isn't it they say on our way back from scavenging a ship
1: if they did and i've missed that then you know that's me told that's yeah, just they, what they may
0: we- they may well have been and i think this is one of the one of the changes i've got noted down though is that they are going to start using that starbug more and more from this point in this period in the show um so it's something to watch out for actually um, whether there's always a reason for it they get out of the ship and go and do stuff so i mean that's fine whether it's mentioned or not matty if you heard it i'm sure that's right i'm just it passed me by as well and clearly passed Dan by too yeah dan did you did you spot anything you wanted to bring up the thought hey could be better
3: not without being you know really really picky i thought i'd have liked some other likes that i thought <laughs> had a few lines and i thought they were really really good he had to you know Crichton also didn't have masses to do but his and cat's interplay was 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 absolutely brilliant and i liked how they when they were going over things that they'd done before they did it in a new way and it was even funnier again so you know more cat Perhaps more Crichton.
2: What? Am I the only sane one here? Why don't we drop the defensive shields? A superlative suggestion, sir, with just two
0: minor flaws. But I think series-wide, I mean, that, that's not a complaint yeah. in an individual episode, is yeah, it, yeah. really? Yeah, no,
3: I absolutely agree. The episode held together. It had the parts that it needed to. It was. I thought it was, yeah, one of my favourites.
0: But um, as you bring that up, I mean, that is one of the recurring things, obviously... A joke they liked from Whitehall um, was the a, an excellent suggestion, sir, and they used that, and then they built upon it again. And it, like I say, it worked very well here. That's another one to watch, though. I think that, that may may come round again. And I think now, spoilers, Matty, but you know this is where they start to use a couple of the things that they've enjoyed and start putting them in. So I might be misremembering how much it comes up but i think that does appear again so we'll see how we feel about it
3: i don't think it becomes a weekly catchphrase but i think it does it becomes uh, an interaction but i think the thing to watch will be do are they able to do something different that makes it still makes it funny every time rather than just retreading because this time they they went that way twice um but they they did it differently each time and i like
0: that they did uh, and and but that's we've talked about the na- nature of the catchphrase isn't it and it is it yeah. is that sketch show thing of how do we use the same thing in a different situation so it's how much value you can get out of that and how different people appreciate it i suppose uh Matthew, we didn't get around to you anything that you thought wasn't to your liking who, um, can, predict? <laughs> who can predict
2: no do you know what? i can't think of anything in particular the, the only thing that i thought was maybe not explored as much because i know of course is i don't know if it's more of a joke or point of the story the constant talk about sex so the th- you th- wanted
0: to explore that more is what no, I'm
2: saying. I mean, well saying is they kind of mention it about these you know the the, the gym and the the sex areas and that they have to sex twice a day and things like that. but it's never really and then the reason I would have thought they'd want to bring it into a big what? reason as to why I come back I feel like they just didn't really say anything about it. it. was just kind of there just for the sake of being there. I was expecting it to be more to do with the story.
1: What, I'm seeing Aaron having lo- lo- loads of people just, like, doing it. Is that what you wanted to see? <laughs> what we were missing... I'm already the only what? one
3: here who finds that just a little bit tacky. <laughs> yeah, what this... What...
2: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, what we, what we were missing was a Red Dwarf orgy scene, and I feel like it was extremely... <laughs> 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 Mate, seriously, no one wants to see that. <laughs> no. That would certainly be in the smeg-ups. <laughs>
1: Certainly would. What? Certainly would. But yeah, yeah. You make love like a
0: Japanese meal. Small portions, but so many courses. No, no doing be unspeakable better, things with his groin or socket with his nipple nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was to do with the story, though. I mean, that it was a sen- It was fairly essential to the story because it 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 very quickly created that platform for Crane to fall in love with Rimmer, didn't it? Really. Um because it was something different for her so though i think it was used really well although it was there as a joke and the, and the sort of the slightly not immature but the sort of shallow sort of like, oh they're talking about sex that's a laugh isn't it? <laughs> and it gives Rimmer Rimmer his uh lines about sad lonely people and more than some people managing a lifetime and all that mm-hmm. but it it really did integrate well into the fact that they 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 do it and then have their love connection so I think it works great.
2: Basically, as I mean, usual, I'm wrong. You're not I asked you to find right.
0: something wrong with the scene with the episode, and you come up with something that isn't wrong with the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there we go. You're just not correct.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. No. So Moving on. I know, on, I know we,
1: br- we briefly talked about this before, but I can I just say all the hail to Chris Barry? Because I actually have to say, the mm. bit where he is being the boffin, I think, for me, that would go into one of my favorite moments that would that would go into one of my top five moments. especially is it going to break your top five on. Um,
0: let, hang on hang i on. think we it's might, a, we I... might need a jingle for this if it's breaking <laughs> <our top five. laughs> uh, let me remind you of your yes. top five ah okay you've got fish june july j of the decade you've got um committee for the liberation and integration of terrifying organisms and their rehabilitation into society you've got Smeed. And you've got. So what is it? I've never seen one before, but I'm guessing it's a white hole. Does it break your top five?
1: Yes, I think it does. I think, I think, I think when he's banging on about all the different sort of uh, loads of intellectual stuff, and then basically everything else is just poppycock. uh, And and the no, and the no snorting. I think, I think that might be um, that might be slightly nudging fish into sixth, sixth place. Okay, well, I'll type it into my spreadsheet. I
0: do love fish. I've typed it into my spreadsheet, and we can we can uh, sort of make it official later. But yeah, well worth mentioning.
1: But Jesus, he is he's good, isn't he? Yeah, he does does um... the
0: rounds in this. He does Rimmer. He does Boffin. He does Love Maker. He does uh, yeah, you know, crew member. It does a lot of stuff in this episode.
1: I've guided that ragamuffin ragtail crew of whacked-out crazies and hippie peaceniks through back
0: <laughs> If I gave the order, those guys would crawl
1: on their bellies across broken glass with their flies unzipped.
2: Yeah, this, this He's so- really quite accomplished, isn't he? He's, Sorry, that's the side where I think the definitely the impressionist side in him really comes out. You know, because you can tell when he was doing that scene being the boffin there that that was just a. Only a real true impressionist could do something like that because it was just so well done. It's potentially, I mean, we talked, didn't we, about um,
3: Dimension Jump and, you know, Chris Barry had said, look, I'd I'd like to be able to do something, you know, slightly different. And that was part of the inspiration behind doing that. I think they've got Chris Barry, who is really, really talented, cast in this role. It's science fiction, so you can do anything you're blinking like. Use what you've got, you know, you've got capable and this is this was this was good because it was a a really nice really nice characterization played it brilliantly but don't forget this is still at its heart Rimmer Rimmer um with with one emotion taken taken out wears t-shirts called you know give Keisha Chance Rimmer super intelligent becomes this guy Rimmer with actual charisma becomes ace so he's still playing off the bass but has the skills to really, really throw himself into it. And, yeah, I mean, that scene was just moments long, but just wonderful.
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah, it was.
2: Yeah. Good episode, that. It really was. And yes, like it's the great, cross-handed I mean... typing, you oh, know, yeah. and all that oh, all all that good. stuff. You know.
0: Ragtime crew of hippie peaceniks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> do, do you know what? We're, we, we're eulogising about Rimmer, if, uh, and you can cut this back in wherever you like. Do you know what? I hated his new uniform. It looked like it was Red Dwarf dressed by. That's age. all we got time for. <laughs> Unnecessarily baggy <laughs> and silly, and had come down from last last season's olive olive green.
1: Actually, Dan, I'm going to completely agree with you there because I don't I don't like the fabric. I I don't like any of that kind of fabric that's fabric. like iridescent. Just
0: the cat. Brian, no, no, no I'm
1: serious. <laughs> No, it's the stuff that's like it's red, but then in different lights it's green. You know, no, just be one color. Don't be like that. I don't like that.
0: I, I, you know, know. I, it was I right. mean, I would, I would ask to see the T-shirt he's got on. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: nothing wrong with his T-shirt.
0: I, I really like the new uniform. I think it's nicer after two series. There's a slight change. Looks very smart, I think. But talking of fashion, there weren't any weren't any cat lines about fashion were there because that had become a thing in series four mm. and maybe they felt okay we've we've done that they've moved on to the suggestions thing with Crichton. they had stuff like his put downs they've taken mr rimmer <laughs> sure they've taken mr Rimmer. quick let's get out of here before they bring him back <laughs> Which oh, was i was on, just uh, gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> love but, that you know so so he wasn't in loads but he had some nice nice moments definitely i mean we, we haven't had our traditional uh, and holly had some lines Let's, Let's not even that.
1: bother with that. Yeah. Let's yeah, not even that, go there. It's yeah, I mean,
0: even, Bec- even Becky, obviously she's listening to some of the podcasts. Even Becky sort of said, oh, why are they bothering now? <laughs> Which is <laughs> yeah. a shame, I, because we were talking about her acting in the background, and, and when they're talking about the pizza and the curry sauce, curry watch, curry, uh, curry sauce and the pizza, um, she's sort of doing little nods and stuff in the background and everything, and she's really, she's really lovely. Um, just, yeah, again.
1: It's, yeah, it's not, it's not her fault. It's no, not, not her fault, and I, I feel, I feel, I really feel quite sorry for her, and kind of a bit annoyed about that. But let's not go there. But the actual dialyzing and the flow of this episode was very good, and it was the first episode that was by a different director. It
0: was very good. Well, it's a, it's a marriage of these things, isn't it? I suppose. Hmm. Um, Hmm. Good direction helps, and I I think it was. We've not talked about direction too much, but um, it was fairly solid. And and if if we compare it to how things were being made in Series One, there's there is a, there's a massive, leap forward, um, isn't there really? Whether that's television itself or just red, people walking, walking, people working on Red Dwarf. You know, there's there's a big change, isn't there? Absolutely. So we we haven't talked too much about themes we, we we've got deep into things but i've written down in my theme list here the the idea they bring up about family being an outmoded concept and it's worked out in a certain century that all your neurosis was were were due to your parents i think we've um worked that out now haven't we oh hi mum yeah. by the way haven't said that for a while uh <laughs> <laughs> we're ahead <of> our time. <laughs> i mean that that's an interesting thing to talk about i think um we i don't know whose parents listen to this podcast so maybe you don't want to go too deeply into it
3: <laughs> mine don't that's the whole problem they just don't <laughs> do um, well obviously that, that appeal i mean it was just one of the many appeals for rimmer to working on this shit wasn't it i mean as much as you know lister and cat thought the idea of all the guilt-free sex was was uh, of course he wants to go of course rimmer in the in the front of his mind wants to go because of all these um because of these amazing people, but it, it's not just the people, it, it, they and what they do. But actually, they he he did feel like he could fit in, not because he was a genius, but because they had a lot of the things that he has problems with. They've sort of moved on from. Um, yeah, so he can very, t- he can touch things and stuff, and he can touch things. It um, worked out that all his all his neuroses probably do come from his parents, based on oh, his his do, his do yeah, um, and he doesn't have to worry about being um, uh, half wit you know, hopeless, hideous failure um, uh, as a barrier to um, beautiful women having sex with him. So basically yeah. all these problems are solved by going to this ship. So I can see the attraction for him. Yeah, it, it, we haven't heard lots about other people's parents, so it was really about rimmers in this one, wasn't it?
1: Our family's bad for mental health? Our
3: relationships outmoded discussed.
2: <laughs> my Mine are no good for my, my mental health, I can say that
0: much. Well, I'm going to have to send a separate edit. To my parents Yeah they're great Families are wonderful
3: I don't know what they were talking about
2: It was madness Families are the centre of
3: They're everything basically Cut that in
2: Yeah I always remember I always remember All the inspirational words That my mum says to me And then
0: The other thing That was brought up As a a moral thing Was the idea of a mind patch Being immoral I guess it is (laughs) I mean (laughs) Is it, you know, if we're talking about the the morality of bringing a dead person back to life as a hologram in the first place, and there's this technology that exists to give you a better intelligence, and you have a computer that is like a person with great intelligence, you know, there's there's got to be a a moral grey area here somewhere. Is it immoral to take someone else's mind who's dead already?
3: Well, you won't. You're not taking it from them, are you? I think, you know, if there was a morality to what he was doing, and in, in the end, Rimmer decides that he can't do it because of his feelings for Crane, it's it's the idea, the idea that the only way to get on that ship is dead man's boots. That's where the morality bit comes in. I know yes. Crichton says, oh, you know, it, it's dangerous, it's immoral, but actually I... I I wouldn't. I don't think that it is immoral because it's basically it's just computer code uploaded and patched into some more computer code. It's played for laughs very, very well. But no, I think saying suggesting it's immoral is probably overegging that particular pudding. If I'm honest,
0: I, I think it's the sci-fi comedy yeah. stuff yeah. that we, we can't get through the the mud of that really because you know you have to have some
3: boundaries that, that make. Uh, them and if anything show will stop at nothing to get what he wants in this so that in that case it's classic rimmer but i think we've we've already said haven't we you, 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 we're seeing more and different sides of river this time which i like
0: but if he wasn't if he wasn't using the mind patch is it immoral for him to make a play to get on the ship say he was cleverer is that immoral to do dead man's boots
3: well that's the rules for getting on the ship Hmm. And anyway, before he did the mind patch, he stood a ninety-six percent chance of failure to get on. This. <laughs> so he might as well have a punt.
0: Sort of makes you think that the person who loses could join Red Dwarf. They're interviewing other people, but <laughs> surely the moral thing would be, to, at the very least, the loser to join Red Dwarf and be resurrected there.
3: There, there may be a there may be a, a sci-fi reason why that wouldn't happen, but it did allow them to uh, it did allow them to interview. Well, we only saw them interview one, didn't we? We didn't get very far with the second guy. But Who's uh, this? she was appreciative. Who's yeah, she oh, was exactly. appreciative of the fact that she was dead. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't do a lot of salvaging, to be honest. You don't really have much interest in horse riding or ballet. It's fine by us, as long
0: as we can have a curry afterwards, we're cool. Okay, well, guys, I, I think we've sort of like, got gone through the most of the chunky stuff in this episode um what let's go reverse order for any any last sort of uh last things we want to mention i think the one i'm going to bring up it is when it's talking about um the, what do you do i can't actually remember the lead up to it now what do you do go for runs <laughs> <laughs> so the go for runs made me laugh quite a lot although i haven't said as if i have to say that
3: <laughs> there were so many in this episode and when he was carrying that cross up the hill, any normal realistic bloke would have mule kicked the guy on the left, clobbered the one on the right, would <laughs> have been over that green hill and far away before he could say Pontius
0: Pilate. Not realistic. As if. I don't know who's next. Matty, let's go to you.
2: Um, uh, the next one I got written down here is, the side effects can be devastating. You could be reduced to a gibbering simpleton. Then the cat. Reduced? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one.
0: I mean, that's that a great bit of writing in the sense of that that joke is obvious, but the the, the words right, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
2: The,
3: the reduced is great. Yeah. Dan, hit um, us. I, you make love like a Japanese meal. Now, I know technically it's the same point I made earlier, but I think it's such a good one. It's <laughs> worth that, point. So I, that, was, I that was it a, was such a biggie. A crude <laughs> setup, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll my other favourite line. Uh, was an interaction between Rimmer and Crichton. Rimmer saying, wasn't it Francis of Assisi who said, never give a sucker an even break, and, and Crichton's into, Well, if he did say it, it was off the record. I just, yeah, <laughs> great.
0: But even talking about that other line sort of spring up, and I'm hoping I'm not going to sort of nick anything Matt wants to say. Go, go on, no, you go. You, you go, and then I'm going to yes. say what I
1: say. Yes, on the slightly religious kind of note, they're talking about, at, the, at the start about the the king of kings, a simple carpenter's son who learns magic tricks like that and doesn't go into show business? Do any of us actually believe that for a second?
0: There was a Rowan Ackerton sketch where, where they said to him, do you do children's parties?
2: Yes. <laughs> do you do children's parties? That's a great one. <laughs> we are, That was for yeah, We um... Are Most Amused, wasn't it?
0: Um, no, the one the one I was uh, going to mention in tandem with Dan's was that same scene when he goes, even with the drag of your mind, yeah. it should work. It's <laughs> a great little line that has sort of got in there.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can still tell. I mean, you know, when, when the, the prospect of Rimmer leaving, clearly Cat's delighted, um, Lister's like, oh, well, let's get the next guy in then. Uh, and Crichton doesn't miss any opportunities to, to really use that broken programming to uh, to quite passively aggressive so he's Uh not necessarily out now calling him a smeghead but he's definitely undermining him and that's delicious actually
0: yeah talking of that it made me think (laughs) after all the sort of emphasis in series one and two about kachansky oh we can get a new hologram in why wouldn't it be kachansky
3: (laughs) (laughs) because that would be really boring for everyone else
0: yeah whatever
3: whatever Mm. Sure, possibly Claire, Claire Grogan was not
0: available,
1: although they, that, that woman that they can just stick the big hat on wasn't available either. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think there are other options for recasting, but, you know, they've done it with Crichton.
3: <laughs> Which is true.
0: <laughs> the, very, the very last thing I want to mention, is this the first we see of Crichton's handheld device he comes out with when he's looking at the new CGI video effects? Um, he holds this device. We haven't seen that, have we? Um, it, it, the
1: thing in Meltdown with the paddles was kind of similar, but not, no, I know no, what you mean. No, so that, was of, a, that was a specific device. Hand-held console.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think this is his, his catch-all analyzer for yeah, everything, it, which is going to come up is, quite a lot. It's 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 I tri- tri- call it a, tri- it a tri-scan. Yeah.
3: It is CKE meter from Ghostbusters. It's, yeah, the catch-all. Oh, I'll just punch some buttons on here, and it will tell me what we're looking at.
0: Yeah, with, with Crichton, the continuing, as I've mentioned, the cover does now, of course, it's a hollow ship. They're legendary. I know all about it.
3: I do like the. I mean, convenient. obviously it works as a personality trait, but, you know, here's a computer. Why does he forget stuff? Oh, yes. No, I've just remembered. But no, it's good. And And yeah, I mean, that would have been a line that you'd have had something funny from Holly. Before he finally said what it was in the old days, but yeah, we've we've, we've moved on. We're totally over it. We're, none of us can even remember the old guy. I mean, carry on.
0: <laughs> we're we're more episodes away from the old Holly now than we had with him. So there you go.
2: Sad times. Bring him back. To change,
0: but but I, I think a, a very good start to the series. Uh, I, I think you guys we seem to be on the same page roughly with most things there. So um, yeah, boring episode really. Uh, not enough arguments.
2: <laughs> there you go. For everyone who's been listening for the entire way through, you now get rewarded with a bit of a boring episode, really. So uh, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Hope you're enjoying your subscription yeah, if, with us. If,
0: got, if you've got this far, you know, you're stuck with us now. I mean, you, you can't stop listening. You must subscribe. Oh, you don't, like,
1: you, don't, you don't like it if we don't like the episode. You don't like it if we do. <laughs> there you go.
0: There we go. Well, <laughs> on that on that happy note, we, we will say farewell, won't we? So, I'll, I'll, farewell, dear listener, from Matthew here.
1: Yes, and um, farewell to you all out there in podcast land from me, Matt.
2: And a very farewell, <laughs> and Geronimo to every single one of you out there from Matty.
1: Join a tissue. Bye. Niet
0: problemski. Is it a wuss? Is it? No! A